Welcome to VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards, a daily podcast bringing you an inside look at the Vegas Golden Knights 2023 Stanley Cup playoff run. I'm Justin Russo with the Golden Knights on Tuesday, May 30th, and last night the VGK put together a clinical Game 6 to finish off the Dallas Stars and advance to their second Stanley Cup final in franchise history. Vegas won Game 6 6 to nothing, taking it to the Stars from the opening puck drop and never looking back. It was a solid 200-foot performance for Vegas, a second shutout for Aiden Hill in this series, and a much-needed response after the Game 5 loss on home ice. Now, only one more opponent sits between the Knights and the Stanley Cup, the Florida Panthers. The Stanley Cup Final against the Panthers begins on Saturday, June 3rd at 5 p.m. Pacific Time at T-Mobile Arena, with Game 2 from Las Vegas on Monday, June 5th at 5 p.m. as well. If you're looking to grab tickets to the Stanley Cup Final, which I'm sure you are, you can do so at VegasGoldenKnights.com starting today at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. There will be tickets to Game 1 and Game 2 on sale as the Golden Knights will open the series at home. So again, tickets to the Stanley Cup Final between the Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers will go on sale today at 1 p.m. Pacific Time at VegasGoldenKnights.com. We've got some time before the final takes place, so let's not get too far ahead of ourselves just yet. We'll take things back to the Knights' big Game 6 win, and to recap the action from Dallas last night, we welcome Dave Gosher and Gary Lawless on to today's show. All right, Justin, so um, we're sitting, I don't know, 30 feet from the Golden Knights locker room. Let's be honest, Gary. Well, we're having an adult beverage we could toast. Cheers, Coach. To the Western Conference champs. Yep. Um, hard to believe. Twice in six years, this team has been able to get to the Stanley Cup final. But let's kind of focus on what we saw tonight, which was just a dominant performance. I mean, it was 6 nothing. Could have been much more than that. By far the best game of the series. But your point was one of the best games they played in the history of the team. Yeah. Uh, I'll say, I just said this to Dan on the radio as we were signing off. The year 1718, that run of the cup, that was magical. This was methodical. This team is, uh, and I don't want, you don't ever want to disrespect the Misfits because they're very special and will always hold a unique and, and elite place in Golden Knights history. This is a better hockey team. This, yeah. this team is uh, is deep. It got great goaltending tonight. It, Bruce Cassidy put together a plan, and the players grabbed it for this game and executed it. They gave Dallas nothing for long, long stretches, and when they had chances, they scored. Kelly McCrimmon said to you yesterday, we don't have to rely on just one guy. If there was ever a better example of that, it was what you saw tonight. They got it from the fourth line. They got it from the third line. Eichel checked. Stone made great decisions. Howden disrupted. The defense was the kids. White Cloud and Hegg were near perfect. And Aiden Hill, who they grabbed for a fourth in September. And I can remember the deal came. We got the email that the deal took, took place. And you and myself and Shane Knighty were standing at our desks. And we're going, Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill. And then we sat down, we did a little digging, and okay, his numbers were pretty good on bad teams. Like, yeah, yeah we get it. 
Sean Burke worked with him when the when the, he was in Arizona. There were a bunch of little connections, but two shutouts in in the Western Conference Final, and looked down the ice at uh, at Jake Ottinger and said, "Yeah, I'm better than you. I'm going to show you." Dallas gets control left point. Suter shoots off the glove, kick save. White Cloud made a weird block with his glove. It went on goal. Aiden Hill made a brilliant pad save. That's an old-fashioned upright pad save. From the faceoff, Stars get the puck near the left side wall. Comes out high for Suter to the right. He's going to shoot. Blocker save Hill. Pass comes out high to the left. Sagan shot save. Hill to his right. Looked at him straight on. Out high, Aiskanen to the right. A one-timer save Hill. No rebound. Makes this stop to his left on the drive from Johnston. You know, it's funny, Gary. You said I, I just had a similar conversation with, with Ashley. Then I, I used the word magical about year one. I said this year's team is a wagon of a team. Yeah. They're a wagon of a team. And you can talk about Jack Eichel. You can talk about Petrangelo. But you can go right on down the line. To your point about Aiden Hill, and I said, I don't want it to get lost in a 6 nothing game. They're up 3 nothing late in the first. Jamie Benn redirects a puck on net. Hill made a like kind of reactionary save to his right. And I was watching the game thinking, if they get to the first intermission 3-0, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Dallas gets a goal? It can that change. first intermission conversation is completely different. Gives them life, right? Yes. And they never yes. got it. They, no. you know, they took the flint and the rock and they banged them together yeah. for a spark all night long and it never, they never got flame out of it. Now, we're, we're sitting here, people are working around us, but right directly to our left, George McPhee's on the telephone and Kelly McCrimmon's texting someone. And I, I, I don't think you can talk about the Golden Knights without talking no. about those two guys. Yep. They're the architects. They, uh, they built the team that went to the Stanley Cup final and then they looked at it and said, this isn't good enough. And they did some things that were unpopular. Mm -hmm. They fired the coach that was on the other side of the ice tonight. They fired Gerard Gallant. They traded Marc-Andre Fleury. And we all know those were not popular decisions. They have built maybe the best team in the National Hockey League right now, and they're going to play the Florida, Florida Panthers for the Stanley Cup. We're going to find out. I'll tell you this right now. This will not be a five-game series in favor of the Eastern Conference champions. This, The Western Conference champions, the Vegas Golden Knights, they're full measure. So I, want, out. I want to talk about the Misfits. Sure. So the note I had was the last two clinching games, our, our boss, Nate Yule, gave me this, full credit. Nine of the last 11 goals they've scored in the clinching games. The Edmonton game tonight. Joined by Nick Waugh, sidesteps a sandwich, Carrier gets it in front, he shoots, he scores! William Carrier, a backhand goal, and for the third straight game, the Knights take a 1-0 lead. Barmashev to the right for Smith, put it in front, shot, score! Carlson, power play goal! It rattled in front, William Carlson finally found it at the left side of the crease. 2-0 Golden Knights, 9.35 to go in the first period. Haig rings it around, Barbashev breaks in, joined by Marcheseau, tucks it to him, shooting, he scores! Jonathan Marcheseau, backhand goal, a two-on-one set up by Barbashev. 4-0 Golden Knights. Right to left they come, and uh, steal in the neutral zone. Mike Amadio works in, right circle, tap back, score, Carlson! The steal and the strike. Amadio to Carlson. He's got two today. 5-0 Golden Knights. Two minutes into the third period. Marcia with four. Carlson with a few. Carrier got one. Like, I still think it is pretty awesome. They're still the heart of the team. Still the heart of the Yes. Yeah. They're you know? still the heart of the team. Yes. And uh, you take those guys out. 
you know, I guess you could get better players for, for them. I'm not too sure about that. William Carlson might be the best player in hockey right now, the way he's going. Ten like goals. I'm talking about the last guys, you know Ten. what I mean? Uh, Florida's going to point to Bobrovsky and to Chuck, and if you're on the Vegas side of things, you should be talking about William Carlson and Aiden Hill. These guys, they do tie back to that first year. And I'm sure over the next couple of days, someone, one of them is going to stand up and say, hey, we've been here before. Jonathan Marsh is in the locker room, Garrett, before we started this, just said, look, we've been here before. We lost. Yeah. And they're not interested in that. No. So let's go to the celebration. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't call it subdued, but it was not. Now it was six nothing. So Andy climactic game. There were no gloves in the air. There were no. no this was. Check that box. Bring yeah. the next one on. Alec Martinez said to Dan and I on the radio. Like he said, I don't want to be Debbie Downer here. This is really good and it's great. He goes, but you want to win the thing. Yeah. You want to win the thing. He would know. <laughs> he wouldn't right? have done he it twice. Know. But that so, seven, and, the, and the winning goal. Yeah, exactly right. It's. It is, you have to be happy for the head coach. Yeah, big time. You think about what Bruce Cassidy went through, gets fired by the Bruins last year, watches his old team shatter records in the regular year, and then bow out in the first round. Um, I I don't care in whatever line of work you're in, if you get fired, it's going to leave a bitter taste. When you're in a public job like he is, now here he is, first year, new team, Breaks the team record for points, ties the team record for wins, and they're in the cup final. I think it's an honor and a privilege to coach in the National Hockey League for any team. Uh, you know, for me, it happens to be the Golden Knights, and it was a we were looking at it as a family, as a, a new adventure for us, and here we are going to the Stanley Cup. So, I mean, it's what you want, but so do 31 other teams, right? And only two get to go there. So, uh, it feels great right now. I think as a coach, you know, you'll enjoy it for a bit, and then it's right back to work because. I've been there once and it didn't work out. You're losing game seven. So you know there's a lot of work ahead of you, but I do believe you have to enjoy these moments. It's not easy to do. Um, I thought Dallas played a terrific series. Got behind a little early at home with some overtime goals. You never know how those are going to shake out. And they were they were a great opponent. We just happened to be a little bit better. And, um, and like I said, now it's on to the, the final round. So it's it's actually been a great year to get to know everyone around like I didn't know a lot of people in the York. I knew George from years and years ago but after that there's very few so it's been a great experience to get to this point uh, forming new relationships that we keep on building. I'll leave it to Fluto and Dupes to break down whether or not the Bruins should not have fired Bruce Cassidy. I'll leave it to you and I to say thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate the effort. <laughs> yeah, like, no kidding here. Uh, the minute he was on the street, Kelly McCrimmon got him on the phone, and to hear Bruce tell it, basically Kelly wouldn't let him off the phone until he said, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. And uh, you know, Bruce negotiated a nice deal for him, and he's going to be around until his kids graduate high school, which is a good thing, and, uh, and all of that. But Dave, they lost the last two games. And we asked him yesterday morning at the media availability in Vegas before they got on the plane to come out here to Dallas, you know, what do your leaders have to do? And he kind of said, yeah, the leaders, it's got to be internal, but I'm part of that leadership group and I'm going to be involved in the conversations. He challenged them and their compete. And he said, it takes, you know, they've got this, these shirts, 
it hurts to win, well, you got to work to win too. Yeah. And that was on full display tonight. They, they won every puck battle, they won every race. If there was a square inch of ice and there was going to be a fight for it, they were first to the battle and they finished it. Over in no time. Over in 16, 15, 16 minutes, right? First period, three nothing. Yeah. Over in no time. Yeah. You know, you were asking the question, what was the message to your team yesterday at the availability, and or two days ago by the time this airs, and uh, he basically said, we have to get harder. Yeah. But he also used the phrase, uh, let's get serious here. Yeah. We're up three nothing. Yeah. You know, game four they weren't great, but losing overtime. Yeah. Two two game going to the third the other night, lose. But it was, I think what stuck in his craw was how they lost that fifth game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they were turnovers. Yeah. Both slots, that tonight, all those, whatever the boxes were they wanted to check off and improve upon, yeah. they took care of all of that tonight. Yeah. The sign of a team that they don't really, and they have, they've this done it all year. They don't let it bleed, you know, several games into it. They just take, they nip it in the bug when they can. This wasn't a Gary Lawless or Dave Gosher uh, high school test where you, you know, you got 51 or 52 and I'd be looking at somebody else's paper scraped, <laughs> scraped by this was the A student studying all night and then going in and executing and smoking the exam yeah. they were tremendous yeah well it's definitely our best game of the playoffs and it came at the right time um, you never know when it's going to happen you always want to keep building so boy if we can bottle that going forward uh, we're going to be a tough team to beat but guys responded well to a little adversity to get down and um Great start, and we just kept going from there. And I think they knew the importance of it. That's why you can sustain it. Uh, just you don't want to let a team off off the mat. We were up 3 nothing. There was some chatter about that, so we wanted to make sure we took care of business. And once we did get the lead, I thought we did a great job staying focused on the, what was in front of us. Well, look, I think uh, I think we should celebrate this. The team should. Yeah. Golden Knights fans should. Uh, there'll be plenty of time to break down the cup final between now and yep. game one will be Saturday. We know that much. So... Uh, but I said to our, our cameraman extraordinaire, Chris Jones, I said, this never gets old when you're around the team that goes to the cup final, but it should never be taken for granted. You know, oh. you think of all these other organizations. I was talking with Ashley Weiss. We were sitting up watching this game. I said, the Stars lost in the final in 2020. They hadn't been to the final in 20 years before that. Yeah. 20 years. Twice in six years for this organization. It's just, it's, when you stop and, you, you know, we're in it every day, around it every day. When you take a step back and you think about it, it's mind-boggling how they've been able to do this. Well, losing isn't accepted, and it's, no. it's not expected or accepted. Yeah. I, uh, I don't tweet a lot. I tweeted out something that there was somebody that once said, cup in six. Yeah. You could be right. <laughs> we'll see. Four more wins to go. But uh, that's it for us, Justin, from uh, Celebratory Dallas. A good message to end on there, guys. I think you have to celebrate tonight if you're a VGK fan. Like they said, these moments don't come around often. So even though the job isn't finished and there is one series still left, enjoy what the team has done up to this point and celebrate this Western Conference championship. One small and fun wrinkle is whether the conference champions actually touch the trophy that they receive, either the Clarence S. Campbell Bowl in the West or the Prince of Wales trophy in the East. Now, some keep their hands off as a bit of superstition and others like to grab it walk it around and celebrate it on the ice. But the VGK elected to leave it alone and not touch it after their win. Well, coincidentally, Florida did touch the trophy after winning the Eastern Conference. Now, keep in mind, both teams that have touched the trophy and have not touched the trophy have went on to win the cup. So it doesn't really have any bearing on the final, but it is a fun tradition to keep track of nonetheless. Uh, Bruce Casty said he left the decision up to the players. 
And it seems like the team leadership stepped in on that one, and a lot of the experienced guys especially made that decision. Aiden Hill and Nick Waugh said they were unsure of what to do and simply followed the team leaders. William Carrier chimed in postgame that the decision was simply over his pay grade. Uh, Jonathan Marcheseau referenced the 2018 team that touched the trophy and did not go on to win the Stanley Cup as a reason to reverse course this time, while the guy that you'd think would make the decision, Captain Mark Stone, said he simply deferred to those who have won it in the past, and the decision was made not to touch the trophy. Who could have thought that such intense conversations would surround the trophy, but fun to hear everyone's thoughts in the room after that win in Game 6 for the VGK. Moving on now to the Stanley Cup Final. Again, I'll remind you that tickets to Games 1 and 2 of the Stanley Cup Final go on sale today at 1 p.m. Pacific time at VegasGoldenKnights.com. So come cheer on the VGK as they chase the ultimate prize in all of sports, the Stanley Cup. If you haven't already, I'll remind you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a moment of the team's quest for the Stanley Cup right here on VGK Today. Tomorrow, Dave Gosher and Shane Knighty join the show as the Golden Knights prepare for the Stanley Cup Final. Justin Russo signing off for episode 44 of VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards.